Rock off post mortem. Rock off, yeah. Um, questionable song selections. Have I talked to Bernard? Tom gets overserved again. <laughs> And uh, IT needs for the next. Serious, <laughs> oh, yeah. serious health. Uh, and then parting notes. We could talk about my dead cat. Oh, I didn't even know about. It. I'm sorry, Mike. If you're lost, yeah, I had to dig a five foot fucking hole in the, in the so frozen deep? tundra. <laughs> I would have said I was going to dig a hole and just put it in a bag and throw it out the window somewhere in a country road. Yeah. Well, that's, I, I could have done that. Instead, I went to like Ace Hardware and got lie. <laughs> Like I'm sure my neighbors thought I was burying <laughs> Melissa's head. Are it's like we a, uh, a mafia style uh, hit? Are you recording now? Yeah, I don't know why it says right air, but it, it that's good. We'll end up doing all of this again. Welcome to Cutting Weight. I don't hear the music. How about now? Got a little bit now. Are you gonna be able to clean that up? Jesus. We're a little rusty, I think. Oh, well, it's been a little bit uh, since we did our last podcast, but we are back after the new year. We are uh, rejuvenated, committed to a little bit more regularity, but we'd like to breathe a little bit of life back into Cutting Weight here in Cutting Weight Cabin. I'm your host, Mike Stahl, Shane Mignona. Hola, como esta? Brought the beer. Jim brought the, the brains, and ah, let's you. make lots of funny. Uh, Shane, uh, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. It's, yeah. it's good to be back. I'm, I'm glad we're in the cabin. I, I missed the cabin. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't miss it because I'm here just about every day working. But uh, I was a little concerned um, about how cold it was going to be in here. But this is it's it's actually I may have to take my sweatshirt off. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> I think I overdressed for for this. Um, no, we get, I, again, we daisy chained the space heaters together. They've been running all night, and uh, <laughs> I was doing burpees and jumping jacks in here for a half hour prior mike's, to uh, the- mike's electric meter looks like a propeller <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I saw the meter smoking when i walked up down yeah i definitely definitely gonna pay for that we, we might need to we might need to get some like solar panels on this building that one might not be a bad idea it would, wouldn't take much to heat this i mean frankly i what's worse is working in here in the summer because you don't that fan doesn't currently work but we could probably fix that i mean then you could take this whole thing off the grid you know i mean I your, house, honestly, your house could burn down to nothing but you'd still have a cutting weight cabin here honestly yeah i mean if we if we didn't make this too comfortable i would never go back inside that house <laughs> you'd have like a little it's a tiny door that like melissa would slide plates with food underneath <laughs> i mean that leather chair with ottoman i feel like i could just cozy up on there with a football game and never leave yeah unfortunately I, yeah you how I, is like how's the the wi-fi back here as far as running a tv does it is it pretty smooth streaming or not bad i mean i ran a mesh uh like i have a, a mesh setup but it's not you know designed to work 75 thought, yards away from each of the i thought you said you have a mesh tank top that you wear sometimes and it, it, it seems to help the <laughs> do that too reception. it's <laughs> not a tank run. top it's a half shirt <laughs> but there's no sleeves so I mean. the numbers are 69 uh, it came with a fake mustache and a freddie mercury album daytona spring break 69 <laughs> the, no i have a mesh system and i can watch uh i can watch like cable here i can watch uh i can listen to music i can i get i mean the, the meetings that i have here are like uninterrupted i never have issues um so yeah, I mean it's a so pretty, you are kind of you are nice. kind of slowly inching your way back here for a full time lifestyle. <laughs> pretty much, <laughs> if my boss knew how much I played guitar back here during work, he'd probably be upset. But just need like a little hot plate or microwave. The, the microwave might take it over the limit as far as electrical things plugged in here and a bathroom. And actually, those cupboards are just full of piss bottles. <laughs> <laughs> did have a certain ammonia smell when I walked in. There's enough whiskey in here to kill several large elephants well it's it's antiseptic if i were ever to get bit by an animal um i would just start imbibing and and drinking that and then dabbing some on the wound (laughs) you're lucky we don't live closer jim and i because there would be a lot less whiskey in here yeah well and you'd find us in here by ourselves on random nights my neighbors uh invite themselves over quite a bit michael uh what are you up to you want to go back to your cabin i'm like yeah, sure. I'm yeah. actually out of town. That's okay. I never went away. Yeah, that's all right. It's still back there, right? You still have that cabin? <laughs> Let me just go check on it. Just make sure all your belongings can are never in be order. too safe, you know. 
but it is getting to be a liability because i have kids that are yeah um, i have a teenage son who's approaching uh some curiosity about drinking. illegal illegal drinking age but <laughs> drinking age nonetheless unfortunately here in the united states i know that by this time in my adolescence i was partaking from time to time taking you know lifting peach schnapps out of the parents uh, oh, yeah. liquor cabinet or whatever it was drinking some vodka and then putting a little water back in the bottle to try whatever. To get the levels right just whatever we thought they wouldn't notice my parents had the, an old the, bottle. The dustiest bottle you could find. <laughs> exactly. I'll never drink peach knops again because I got I got very sick off yeah, of that. Yeah, that stuff's gross. My for parents' sure. dusty bottle was like a, a fruit punch schnapps of some sort that I'm sure they never drank. Yeah. But it was gone by the time I moved out of the house. I'm sure on some nights we were probably just drinking like sour mix and thought it was booze and <laughs> just acting drunk. funny. <laughs> Ooh, wee. All right, Shane, uh, you you brought the beer. Um, Tell us a little bit about what we're what we're drinking here today. Yeah, so I I made this purchase at uh, Heinen's the other day on Friday, and it was basically just I saw the name of the beer and that was it. Uh, it's Filthy McNasty by North High Brewing Company, which um, is out of Columbus, Ohio. Um, it is a eight percent Russian Imperial Stout, and I wouldn't drink a whole six pack of these because I'd pee myself, mm. but it is very tasty. I don't know. I can, what do you guys think? I can sense the eight percent after the first sip. It's uh it's yeah. a potent potable. Right. Yeah, this is uh I could definitely see Putin <laughs> drinking this. I can see why he's made some of the decisions he's made. <laughs> and, and I can see this. why he's overextended himself in the Ukraine for sure. I after I drink this, I might actually try to attack the Ukraine or some other small <laughs> yeah. nation. I had a I just had a sip and I was like, those sons of bitches. <laughs> Those can- Canadians, you know, I don't like the way they're looking at us if I'm up there. Oh gosh, yeah, it, but it is. Uh, it's uh, you know, it's it's a imperial stout, so it's not a lot of carbonation, but it is a, um, a very, very concentrated. Smooth. Well, I think uh, anytime beverage. any beer that's got the imperial part of the name, that's like a, a double doser, isn't it? It's like a double IPA, or you'll see imperial IPAs that are pretty strong in the ABV. Yeah. And it came with a sickle. So <laughs> so there you go. So there you go. All right. Thanks for bringing the beer, Shane. Uh, no problem. So it's the new year. And uh, we're, a so, mo- we're a month in already. God, yeah. Shit. It's, it's just February. flying by. Right. Yeah. But we finally got off our asses. And we're promising to bring you the show with more regularity. But the Mike, same Mike amount of effort, out, like, unfortunately. Google invites to put on my calendar so calendar? There's, there's dates on my calendar jim won't know how to do that or check the email it's to just see it but it's just a known starting point from which we'll deviate but in an attempt to keep our our listeners satisfied which has always been our goal yeah i sent out a facebook message like early this morning and said who wants a new cutting weight podcast and i think there was <laughs> crickets one one crickets. one like on it and i'm not sure if it was from from you mike yeah, it was, <laughs> was probably a mistake. Yeah. I was just going through, liking everything. Click the wrong thing. Um, so uh, one of the things that has really started to dominate and ruin my life is sports betting in Ohio. It's legal now. And I had only uh, stepped into it, just dipped my toes in the water when I was out in Vegas uh, last year. And one of my, I'd like to kind of just wake up in the morning, go down there, grab a bet slip and just kind of fill out. You know, fill up and do some sports betting. I like to play blackjack and all that other stuff too. Not quite as much as um, some of you all, no. uh, but uh, again, but to the same level of success, which is nearly none for me <laughs> so far this new year. I hit, and I'm I'm a sucker for the odds. Like what I like to do is I like I never. I never want to double my money. I want to triple it. Yeah, I'm exactly the same it. way. Like I get nothing out of just like placing a twenty dollar bet and winning eighteen dollars. Like who cares? Like it does nothing for me. Yeah, like a hundred percent return in three hours. I mean, who would want that? It's not even a hundred percent return, Shane. Haven't you ever heard a thing called the juice? The vig, the vig. So, but like, but it's also I'm in a downward spiral because I'm you know up at night now just. You know, furious at the television because Colgate didn't cover against Niagara. And that was bullshit, by the way. I mean, that was an absolute that rap, that rap on the take for lot. sure. Uh, but what happens is I win about one of those bets a week where I do either a single game parlay that's like six to one, or I do a uh, like a multi game bet and uh, 
I lose, 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 hit one, and that's $200, and then I'm back to, you know, then I'm back in it, baby. Yeah, I was doing that same thing, because I'm the same boat as you, Mike. Like, I... I have like I see the parlays and I just get sucked in. I'm like, this is like a no brainer. It's gonna hit without even me thinking about it. So for the first like three weeks, you know, I would hit a parlay here or there, then lose a bunch of other bets, and then just kind of be floating around status quo. And then um, we had a rock off that we could probably get into a little bit later, a couple weeks ago, and I had two different accounts um, set up. I was using DraftKings and Bet, or I think it's Bet Three Six Five. Yep. And I had about $300 in each account. And then the rock off, I really, I was pretty sober for most of the night because I was very busy. And then everyone left and one of the guys stuck around with me and uh, we drank some bourbon and closed down the well at about three in the morning. Um, so I went home, went to sleep, woke up at six on three hours sleep with a lot of bourbon still in my in my blood, I think. Still and, legally uh, drunk. And then I decided it was a good idea to place two separate $300 bets on these four-bet parlays <laughs> that were like plus 900. And um, needless to say, that didn't happen. And that So now I have like $5 left in my account. And for my To my credit, I have not put any more money back in because I just, I see where this is going. <laughs> but uh, Well, FanDuel has a $25 match bonus on your next deposit. Yeah, and, and I don't even have the like desire to get it another app. Um, I'm going to probably put some money in just to bet some fun bets for the Super Bowl. But uh, I have a good sense that over the long term, I'm not going <laughs> to win. <laughs> I, I'm smart enough to at least know that's going to be the case. It, it's so cute to hear you guys in this infant stage of just oh really God. getting Listen into to Shane, like he's Like he's fucking Jimmy the Greek over no, here. No, I'm not, I'm not good at it. You the, suck at no, it. No, but I suck at it. I admit that. So, but I learned all these lessons 20-something years ago. So I'm not even like... I know From your uncle. Right. <laughs> and then, so you bet for what reason then? Just because you like giving money away? No, I just bet for entertainment. It gives me something else to root on in the game. But so you're I, entertained I, by losing money. No, but I know that I know that parlays are sucker bets. You're never gonna make money long term betting parlays. But you're never gonna make money long term betting point spreads. Well, I have twelve hundred dollars in my account. How yeah, much how much of that was free? <laughs> how much of that was free money? <laughs> Most of it. <laughs> well, shut your mouth. Man. No, but I bet you, I I have keep track of my bets. I'm like I'm right around five hundred. Like I'd say I I'd say. I'm not 500, but I've I'm even Steven in terms of money invested, spent, lost, won. Well, if you I mean if you're betting the parlays, you're gonna you know and you hit one every now and then. That's you don't have happening. to you don't have to win all your bets. You well, just gotta I win was, like one out of every. What do you like? Four to, or five. What do you like to bet? What's your sport? I've actually. Do you bet everything or do you just bet? No, I mean football is the main. I mean I'd rather just bet football. I mean beach volleyball. Australian yeah. Open, yeah. early round in the women's side. I, I caught myself looking at a few of those. Yeah, but live I'm, I'm literally, I was at, you know, even. And then I did what I always do, Shane, from any sort, sort of gambling circumstance <laughs> where I just get bored out of my mind. And I want to know if I'm going to win a lot or just be done with it immediately because I don't have the patience. I've, like, you play blackjack I've with seen me. this in action on the blackjack table. Jim, $10 bets, $15 bets, $10 bets. We're playing for an hour and a half. Four hundred dollars all in <laughs> next hand. I'm like, what are you doing? And, and I've won some and I've lost some, but you know what? Like, it's, I get to a point where I just you get impatient. I know I'm just like up ten dollars or down twenty dollars or up thirty dollars or down ten dollars. I'm like, I just want to know. Like, I want to win five hundred dollars, <laughs> and it's not going to happen this way because I've been doing it for an hour and I can see that it's not happening. So, let's roll the dice. It is called gambling. I take a gamble and then. When we were in Vegas last time, it, it actually worked for me. Like they were yeah, the su- last night. Yeah, I was down a lot, and I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I think I, I played my last hand for like five hundred dollars, and I had an eleven. I doubled down, hit it, and then it was like I was up twelve hundred dollars, and like then that was you know I'm good. But it's not a foolproof method. <laughs> there, there's it's not. You just try it again. I've been more lucky on blackjack with doing that than I haven't. But again, I realize it's pure luck. Like there, it wasn't like I have some skilled formula or system. It's just I get so bored and I don't have the patience to like. That's why I suck at poker. I mean, any any sort of gambling that takes patience, that's not really my forte. I think it's like uh, there's so many like um, thought thinking traps when it comes to betting, like or or the strategy behind betting because you you win you win a certain type of bet and you're just thinking okay that's the one i just need to keep doing that every night and that's just like terrible a terrible idea because you don't realize how lucky you were that that even happened but i don't know i guess i just i like for me it was nfl football i've watched nfl all my entire life i feel like i know a thing or two about the sport how games are going to go blah 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 
and that first week of betting that I actually put some money down, I picked all four of the divisional uh, round winners. Uh, just straight money line. I felt pretty good about that. Well, the next week I'm like, no, okay, I know exactly again, how this right. is gonna go, and it's uh, you know I take the Eagles and the under, and then I take the you know, wh- whatever, and uh, I missed everything, and like I took Brock Purdy to throw an interception, game, and then he goes out of the game. Shane and I are at the Brown Barn watching that game. We're just like, who? Like, could you imagine being a 49ers fan in? Uh, what the Lincoln Financial Stadium? What? Or yeah, the went, or went all the way there, and and then and then you find out three plays into the game that you're going to be watching Josh Jackson play for the rest of the. How did Purdy get hurt? I didn't even watch the game. He he tore his U, U- UCL or yeah, something. Yeah. Elbow. Yeah. Like under. throwing a pass, he got hit. Gotcha. And, yeah. And like, and then he's out. Then Josh Jackson gets Johnson. Hurt. Johnson. Josh. Yeah, I think Josh Jackson's an actor from. <laughs> uh, <laughs> From uh, Dawson's Creek, I think. Um, but anyway, he we'll, gets we'll cut, that, we'll cut that out. He gets hurt. They have to put Brock Purdy back in. And like, didn't there used to be a rule in the NFL where you could keep three, like an emergency quarterback on the roster? I don't roster? think there's, you can keep as many as you want. It's just, they usually don't keep that many because you need other. Well, there used to be where you could dress a third one. If the other two got hurt, you could put them in and it'd be like an extra player for that game that like wasn't necessarily active. Or but sometimes they, they do that like a, like a, like they do that. a wide receiver would be a QB or a running right, back. Right. Or like a water boy. Like Jarvis Landry was an emergency QB when he yeah. played. Yeah. Like what's his name? Cribs was. Yeah, because they had played quarterback in yeah. college or earlier. I mean, yeah. I've had a lot of parlays that almost hit two. <laughs> yeah. Most of them are like, yeah, I'll get three out of four or two out of three. I sent, uh, like, we were on a, a text chain with Shane and some of the other guys, and there was one one night where it was just, like, horrific. Like, everything hit, and I needed Darius Garland. He scored 25 points, and um, he had 24. He was sitting on 24 with, like, five minutes left. I'm like, this is a no-brainer. Like, he's gonna score. it was a close game. He misses a wide open three to like take the lead and win the game. Then he gets the ball for the final possession and gets like rejected. Like he didn't even get a shot up. I'm like, it was driving me crazy. And he had like five minutes to score one friggin' point. <laughs> and it was like a plus eight hundred, you know, probably whatever this bet was. And I was just like, that's it. I'm and fucking Jokic, like, don't even get me started about that fucker. <laughs> I I get so frustrated. I bet I've bet a few NBA games. I've bet some parlays like that. Like uh and one of the ones I hit last night was uh like Kristaps Porzingis and Bradley Beal both to score twenty points or something like that, and they they made it in like the first half. Yeah, those are nice. Those are nice. Yeah, the overs are way more fun to bet because you yeah you could win early and be done. Where you're betting <clears throat> under, like you're never safe in any game. <laughs> I, what I have liked is that I've never bet before these apps in Ohio was the um, all like the player props and the scoring and the yardages and the. The NBA, I like the points, rebounds, assists, like over/under totals. Like I like that too, but my luck is terrible. The game that I bet with Jared Allen over ten rebounds, uh, Darius Garland over twenty-four points, and then um, I had Donovan Mitchell for something. He gets ejected. <laughs> Just the guy. He got, am, hit, he got hit in the foul. I am absolutely it? doomed. Yeah. So yeah. So did you guys see that the? Uh, the, the play where he got like punched in the nuts when I, yeah. I firmly believe he was punched in the nuts. You have to be a dad with kids to know that that was absolutely intentional. Well, he was punched in the nuts. I guess the question was like, did um, who was the guy's name from Memphis? Brooks or something? Brooks. Like, did he yeah. mean to or was it an accident? I mean, there was a lot of force there just to kind of say that was an it accident. Sounds like he's a dirty player from what they said. And there, yeah, I think there's history between those guys as well. But that was definitely that was definitely a punch to the nuts. And Reggie Miller like is on the call on TNT, and he's like, ah, he's like, it was just an accident. You know, accidentally got hit. And I'm like, I'm like yelling at the TV. And my wife's like, what are you doing? I'm like, he's he's. Did- that was not an accident. <laughs> he yeah. rolled over. And you see how him easily though Donovan Mitchell just chucked him to the ground. Like that dude was bigger than Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is a strong guy. Yeah, he literally just like hip tossed him to the ground, and that coach from the Grizzlies come flying. <laughs> it looked like a WWF like <laughs> under the bottom rope coming in with a chair. Type and of he fun. did look like Jim Cornette. Yeah, that which it might have been. It might have been. He was he was this pretty small and spry guy to take down. I mean, what is that guy? Six four. Yeah, they're they're gigantic. You know, humans and that guy came flying in head first, Pete Rose style, and just covered his guy, which was probably good because it looked like Donovan Mitchell was ready to like start curb stomping him. Uh, this, uh, yeah, I guess so. We got we had a chance to bet on the Cavs tomorrow. Um, it's Saturday. The Pacers, We're recording I think? today, but the. Uh, 
they need to close out. I just don't have a lot of confidence in the Cavs right now. No, I mean, that game was good. They won, but, yeah, they've been uh, – I'll take the under on Donovan Mitchell from here on out. A lot of assists, though. Yeah, he's been getting more assists, assists especially with Garland back in, the, back in the lineup. Um, that's definitely helpful. But if you hear me talking about it, bet the exact opposite <laughs> because that's exactly what's going to happen. That's what's happened so far. Um, Super Bowl. Super Bowl prediction. We mentioned the divisional winners. We mentioned the, the championships a little bit. Um, all in all, I think the two best teams, if healthy, are playing each other for the Super Bowl from both of the conferences. I would say... Yeah, uh, I can't argue with that. Immediately following that game, I feel like if I were to make a prediction on that game, I was going to say it's more of like a, a Rams-Chiefs Super Bowl with a, um, maybe the under. Surprising under on this one. I think the under the under over is like at 50 right now. It's yeah. 50 and a half. I'm yeah. looking right now. Yeah, I would it's say. one point. It's one and a half. So the Chiefs are a one and a half point dog. It wasn't. I mean, it wasn't just two years ago where the Chiefs lost to the Rams 20 to 9. And I'd say this this could shape up to be I, that I feel like though for as much like you know thought and maybe facts you could bring to be like this is why it's going to be the under. Uh, you can find just as many yeah. saying why this is going to be the over. That's why that's why this makes it so challenging and infuriating. Well, so how are they how did the how are the handicappers doing it? Right? Do they have like a, boom, well, a NFL, Bloomberg like the investors do on Wall Street? Like, is there a terminal that they're using where? Well, they just said the NFL scripted. They so they know the outcome. Who was who was talking about that? Uh, I one running, old running back for the uh, <clears throat> Texans. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't think of his name right now. But Andre, he, he, uh, uh, I don't know, it was like an interview. He was talking about how he got a script at the beginning of the season. Yeah, like it's like, basically like it's all planned out. And, and then there was, was like Arian Foster. Arian Foster. Arian and then Foster, like yeah. people started posting all kinds of funny stuff on Twitter. Like Alex Smith said, yeah, when I got the script, it showed my leg getting like broken right out of the skin. He's like, I was like, no way do I want to do this. <laughs> Please, guys, no. <laughs> Sorry, it's in the script. <laughs> I saw a funny. <laughs> Break a leg. I saw a funny like uh, reel or whatever on Facebook or TikTok where he's like, "All right, guys, let's talk about ideas that I really want to, some outside the box thinking this year, guys. Tell me about what you want to do." He's like, "How about Tom Brady wins another Super Bowl?" He's like, "Guys, we've done that. Like, let's not do that." How about? And they're like, "How about Aaron Rodgers loses a chance to go to the playoffs to the Lions?" And they're like, "Okay, keep All going, right, keep yeah. going." To in the, the playoffs, in the playoffs, and they're like, "I don't know, that's kind of on brand." Yeah, but to the Jaguars. He's like, okay, now I let now you're well, thinking. Speaking about that, I was talking to my cousin um when I saw him a couple of weeks. Oh, it was actually my uncle had passed away, and we were talking at the funeral, not about my uncle, but about sports betting. And uh <laughs> he said that and it was like the week after the Chargers Jaguars game, and he had heard like through the internet or something, some guy had taken like the fourth quarter spread or money line, and it was the Chargers like minus like hundred thousand or something and he put a million dollars on it to win ten grand and then they came back and lost. <laughs> oh oh God. Like how bad would that sound? Like I mean, you're up twenty eight in the fourth quarter or whatever it was. I don't think it was the fourth quarter, but they were down twenty eight at one point or something. Yeah, like that, yeah. So yeah. the halftime line he took like the halftime money line and it was like whatever, like I said, like minus a hundred thousand and he put a million dollars to win ten grand and lost that. Ugh. <laughs> That's fine. So I don't feel as bad they from, call, a, from a bourbon-induced $300 parlay bet at 6 a.m. <laughs> in the horse racing vernacular, they call those bridge jumpers, where you have like a you know one to nine you know super favorite in a race, and you bet you know a hundred thousand dollars on it to show, and it like breaks its leg in the first turn. <laughs> a bridge you, jumper. Well, because what they used to do at the at the at the um, racetracks is they would know the guy taking the money. And they would just place the bet without putting the cash up, and then they didn't have the money. They they were both owed it to the house. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. So then they had to jump the bridge and they get the hell out of town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what have you been down to Northfield lately? I, every now and then, I'm coming back two seventy one. I see the lights. I've not. I've heard the sports books nice, but my brother was at the sports book. He sent some pictures one day. I mean, it looks nice. I don't know how big it is. It's hard to tell by the pictures, but it looked like it. You know, your average sports book. I don't know. I don't know. What, I'd like to go to the one downtown. Have you been down there, Shane? Yeah, I, I was down there before it. Like, has Shane before been sports down gambling there. was legal. Rhetorical question. But like in December, they had it open. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's cool. It's like in the first floor. It's in the corner, kind of. But it's it's a pretty big area. They have a like reclining, you know, chairs, and then they have like they have some blackjack tables over there where you could watch all the games and right by where you could place your bets and stuff. 
um, video poker where you could sit there and watch all the games. So they've got set up, but I actually might go there right after we're we're done with this. Oh wow! Not they're, for sports betting, but for poker. They're doing um, same thing down in Kenton at the Hall of Fame. Supposed to build a giant sport book complex down there. Oh, as part of their whole development thing. Yeah. So Have you guys seen that cool. one sports book in um, Vegas? I don't know the name of it off the top of my head, but it's outside. And it's like a huge pool, like party. Oh, is that at the is it the Resorts World? I don't know, but like they have just like a giant screen, like hundreds of feet. You know, you just sit on your like lounge chair in the pool and like make sports bet while these the games and everything goes on. It'd be awesome to go there for like March Madness or even like NFL playoff weekend would be fun. I think March Madness would be cool just because there's like a zillion games. You oh know? god, yeah. like the first week. I didn't even think about that. That's gonna that's definitely gonna take up a lot of my time. I don't know anything about college basketball, but not that like knowing anything about NFL like helps me with the bets. So it probably would be. I would feel probably less bad because I just would be randomly picking. I almost want to do like a test, just literally like flip a coin. You know, heads away, tails home, team. Yeah. Every game for like March Madness and see how I do. I bet five games last night, and I I hit on four of them except one, and it was. Uh UNLV got beat by Fresno State or something. Like so you're that. so you're you took a deep dive into this. Yeah, I mean, you're playing like West yeah, Coast college I, basketball. Game. I, I mean, I am. That's <laughs> you the problem. Are. That's the problem. I but. didn't. I didn't get that. I, t- I did one like ten it's o'clock the, start NBA game. And I thought like that was kind of degenerate. But well, no. yeah, I, I like to watch the game. And I do kind of. That makes me like it gives because the the kids are in bed. Melissa's reading a book upstairs, and like the the house is quiet and. She's yeah. reading a book called How to Get My Husband to Stop Gambling. <laughs> I'm down to Gamble's Anonymous. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, and for some reason I have an... In- Zion Williamson guy. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, well, maybe we can get the rock off into Sportsbook here at some point. We could talk about who's going to win. We well, should probably handicap, handicap that. For sure. I think there were people that got themselves handicapped that night. <laughs> yeah, so Rock Off, uh, we've talked about the format of the Rock Off I don't know, have before. We, have we talked about it? I feel like we should have, but let's, let's refresh. Just, just refresh, refresh the list, everyone's the mind. Uh, Jim is one of the founding members of the Rock Off uh, Foundation. Our committee. It's, it's a final one foundation. But. <laughs> it's definitely not raising a lot of money. Uh, we're, we're in the red. <laughs> but... It is a competition between uh, the participants that um, starts off with a it's a pool competition where basically you play what you believe is one of the best rock and roll songs of all time. And then based on a, um, you know, a vote by your peers, you move on to the next round. Highest vote, you know, gets in and then you start to you start to kind of weed out the, the weaklings, you know, guys that are playing ABBA. Billy Joel. <laughs> Billy Joel, the stranger. <laughs> Um, yeah, a lot of questionable songs that first round, especially with the the crowds you get, because as we open up the aperture to people that can participate, a lot of people's idea of rock and roll, um, Eminem is not on. It's par. a very liberal interpretation. Yeah, yeah. So to the diehards, the guys that have been doing it a while, if you if you're, uh, I mean, there's there's definitely something you would expect to see. It's not necessarily just because it's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame does not mean that it is rock off material i would say and i think it comes down to like do you want to play a song that you stay true to yourself and believe is truly like a best rock and roll song of all time or do you want to just pander to the audience to try to get good votes so that's like the decision you have to make as a participant i made i made that mistake (laughs) You, you did well though I got. Yeah, I made it into the final five or eight or whatever yeah. we decided. It was getting. It was getting. <laughs> yeah, there's some tweaking we need to do to the format. It just takes so long. But it was actually uh, from where we started back in two thousand. Yeah, yeah, it was probably two thousand. Two thousand one was the first. And where, like, because the first few rock offs, you had to bring like cassettes and CDs. Yeah, you'd burn a you'd burn a CD most likely, and then. You know, it'd have to go it in and make sure you had the right track. Or, but now you have access to every song ever made right there on your phone, and the and the votes used to be tallied via paper. Yeah, adding machines, paper, <laughs> a lot of a lot of arithmetic, and now Advocates, fuzzy and, math. And now it uh, was done via uh, a online survey that you just did from your phone. That that was that was really cool and efficient. Uh, but we definitely need somebody sober behind the wheels from a from well, we, we need tony bernetti to be in town like tony yeah. would have been a great guy to do that he offered to do it unfortunately he was tied up with um something with his daughter that night 
but he he probably would have just you know whizzed through that and unfortunately i am the one that ended up having to be in charge <laughs> and i'm pretty much computer illiterate <laughs> so then i had to pull like then i had to pull mike in here as our it consultant which is bad news when you have but i, I saw mean, marty compared behind to, the reins. compared to me this guy was like bill gates so yeah yeah when 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 I look like Bill Gates on the computer compared to somebody else, that, that person is an ape. <laughs> it was like Zoolander trying to get the files out of the computer. The files are in, in the, the computer. computer. <laughs> yeah. No, it was, but it was good. It was a nice, uh, nice night. I don't think I know what the winning song was. Do we know? It was, it was uh, John Bernat. He played the other Bruce. Br- I think it was Thunder, Thunder Road. Road. And you played Born to Run. So. And I, I regretted it immediately. And I had the song like locked in ready to roll i was gonna play uh stroke me or the stroke by billy squire and i thought that would have scored well and i pandered what i thought i was doing is pandering to the crown and i got a bad draw you did because thunder road thunder road Road played first and then i played born to run like immediately after that right afterwards and when you look at those songs side by side Thunder Road's the winner. I feel yeah. like there was a lot of dishonesty in the voting to some degree because I was getting word that a lot of people were voting all the other songs like ones and then their song a ten. Well, so what? Ha- what I think it was like a GameStop situation where like <laughs> people were people were um, uh, you know it was they were I. Don't, well, I don't know what you would call. It. They were fleecing. The, they they were manipulating. The, yeah. It well, was, I was watching the votes come in because I was kind of be, the man behind the the curtain, and th- they were they like, were short selling. Is what they were doing. Yeah, they were short but they, I, it was relatively fair. I just think people in general, there was such a diverse kind of group as far as the music they liked, and ones that, like I I don't think I gave anyone a score under like seven. I mean, because all the music I thought was pretty good. There was a couple that were bad, but. There were some people that literally were like, I don't think they gave a score higher than like a two or three. Because the average of the whole of the scores for every song was like a six. The less. best scoring song, I think, I think it was G- like a seven. Gid play was like a seven three, which was very low in general. You yeah. know, and some some songs that were like knock it out of the park, no brainer, like nines or tens, they're coming in at like fives, and they're like, what? A, like, I think it should be maybe maybe just maybe it should be invite only. Yeah, I think we got a little bit of the the curtain. Well, again, because what happens is you get a Greg Gilson in there, and you know, but he, he was at the, he was at the rock off, the one yeah, when they showed up as the Beastie Boys. That's right. I mean, matching tracksuits. Yeah, which they, they were played a lot of Beastie Boys, but they looked like Run DMC, which <laughs> shows you that they don't know a lot about. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, we're we're a very inclusive foundation. I like to think. Yeah, but you know, yeah, I thought I we should maybe before people. We can send out invites where everyone's in, but they have to fill out a form to see if they can, like, if you really know what you're talking about. Like, okay, you just didn't make the cut because you have no idea what good songs are. What did you score on the ACT? What did you score on the ACDC? <laughs> I mean, there, there was an impromptu contest that came up during the, the Rock Off that I think we're going to have to make it more of an official event. I think it, it got a little out of hand was the pizza throwing contest. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pizza. Hence, hence there was no, there were no winners gate. in that contest. I can tell you that. <laughs> it also aligned uh, with Tom Bernat's birthday and a happy belated to Tom, but he managed to get overserved again. Gosh, <laughs> it's starting to be you know like you can count it like the yeah. sun coming up in the morning. Oh, man, I'd like to I'd like a piece of that action on sportsbook. <laughs> <laughs> it's minus five billion <laughs> if he's going to get smashed. <laughs> Not a lot of money, but it's a sure it's a sure block every it's time. It's a lock. <laughs> oh, and I'm surprised that cake didn't get smashed into people's faces. Remember that rock off at the Harbor Inn? Oh, my God. We well, it's, it's, it's evolved a lot since people getting antiqued with flour and <laughs> pies in their faces and water balloons. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've gotten, people got more mature the older they get. I was also a little yeah. disappointed in myself uh, for not coming in costume, and there was maybe only two... Two people. Tom Bernard came as Ramses from Nacho Libre. <laughs> I just Jim I just was, dressed as like a rocker, you know. Yeah, that was standard good. rocker. Yeah, that but, was that was evident. But a lot of and like this was the first time we'd done it in twelve years, so there'd been a little hiatus. Um, plus, I think a lot of people that were there were new to it, so I guess I don't. I'm not sure they knew what to expect because people were t- texting me, messaging me, leading up to it, like, "What is this? What is this? What's the deal here?" You know, so. I think now that everyone's kind of got their toes in the, <laughs> the water. The deal is you're out. <laughs> deal is you're not invited. <laughs> deal is don't come. 
if you don't know, don't ask anyone. No. So it's the opposite of whoever, whatever wrestler that was. <laughs> Your ass better call somebody. Stone Cold? <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Oh, Austin. you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody. Can you bet on the WWE? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure if you know this, Mike, but some of those outcomes are predetermined. Well, so it's like the but, NFL, basically. But basically, it goes, it, at a young age, I figured out that the guy that gets introduced first to the mat is the loser that guy always <laughs> he's also the guy that just has like plain trunks on there's nothing else yeah i was talking to somebody about this the other day a while back they had those uh biopics on all the wwe wrestlers they did a nice one on uh, rowdy rowdy piper and then macho man and yeah those ones are good andre and everything else andre the giant and uh the macho man one uh they spent a long time of course he's no longer with us but I spent a long time talking to Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and I for, I had forgotten how good that uh, main event uh, match was. Or re- it was WrestleMania, and that was, was that a same- steel cage match. No, but it was the same WrestleMania where Hogan wrestled Andre the Giant and and body slammed him. And he like blew his back out. And yeah, so he tore every every like muscle in his back. But like Andre the, Giant. the highest like, but the the match of the night. Yep was macho man and ricky the dragon steamboat it i mean and it went on for it was a long it was, it was, <laughs> it was like 40 match, minutes like and it was just constant action like yeah flying over the top rope jumping off the top turnbuckle yeah so was, where are these biopics where can you find them if you want to watch them i think they're is it like, like a uh, they were on a and e i don't i don't oh, know a and e or history or something gotcha. but they, they were each like three hours long i mean they were they were long they're they tough. were good they were really good excellent excellent I would say probably a few of them won Tonys and Grammys. Grammys? Tonys? And Grammys and Tonys and, and, <laughs> and they Oscars. Won, they won some Grannies over, too, I think. <laughs> they won some Grannies. Speaking of which, have you guys seen... Um, uh, this, it's time for Mike's movie review. Um, I watched Elvis the other day. No, I've not seen so it so good. Dude. Very good. Very good movie. And uh, that Austin Butler kid really uh transforms into uh into elvis takes him like he goes through childhood through the um through his later years and up to his up to his death and um it's told kind of from the perspective of the colonel isn't that tom hanks who is played by tom hanks and it is the one movie where he gets upstaged by like another actor it was i mean it was a phenomenal and the the music's great the um the cinematography and and everything it's just fantastic if you get a chance to go see elvis uh it's on hbo max i think and then maybe i don't know you can get it through apple i'm sure but fantastic and if you don't have a tear streaming down your face at the end of that movie does it show him dying on a toilet <clears throat> yeah it shows it yeah <laughs> that's the final scene just fades to black <laughs> <laughs> his, uh, his heart explodes as he's dropping a deuce no but when he um a uh he they show him and they blends uh the real uh it blends the actors starts the performance of elvis in at like his his final live performance who um and they're basically like people are carrying him around the stage and he can barely talk but when he starts to sing he sings beautifully and if you watch that at the end of the movie and uh it gets pretty it's pretty uh, emotional well, where was his final performance well, he, that's part of the story. Is he get, he got locked into this um, it was like terrible a contract? Or? Yeah, he did. He over the course of like forty five days, he did like three hundred shows or something like that. He and did he was two in, shows a night, but he was in terrible shape too. So it's probably horrible. And he was just. I mean, they were just rolling him out there night after night. <laughs> literally. Um, but it was this really kind of predatory like uh, management contract that the colonel had with him, uh, but he couldn't get out of it and. Ugh. so uh, does does the colonel like come across as like a bad guy like he used elvis for his own like he was a selfish guy using him for his own yeah gain? I, I mean yes but also i mean he found elvis helped helped publicize elvis helped make elvis into what he is and, and everything else and um it's just kind of a st- it's a story you've heard a hundred times like billy joel and his manager and i mean did elvis character come across as kind of like just the country bumpkin that didn't really know what to do other than he was was a great singer and without the colonel kind of 
bringing him into this you know into this not, life yeah not younger in life i mean younger in life i think he had an idea of what he wanted to do and um he was a little bit more of an artist and then by the time he hit vegas he was just kind of a, a train on the tracks that was just speeding towards a cliff but because he was just <clears throat> too far gone in terms of drugs and women and, and everything I mean, how old else. was he when he died was he like, like 40s 42 i think 44 what was his drug of choice like just pills and yeah, the movie didn't really get into that, but I mean, he was on uppers, downers. I mean, he was just doing drugs in between shows just so he could go back out there. I mean, just imagine like his heart was probably going cray cray. Yeah, and then like his but he knew karate. He did know karate, and what I didn't know is that uh, Priscilla, his wife, divorced, <laughs> divorced, left Elvis. Elvis was having a ton of affairs either, so it's not, nothing against Priscilla. Priscilla actually ended up marrying. Elvis's karate instructor, this guy named Mike Stone. <laughs> that doesn't even sound real. <laughs> or neither was the form of karate that Elvis was learning either. By the way, <laughs> he's saying he was a karate fraud. Yeah, he was a karate fraud. But yeah, it's there are a lot of interesting things about uh, about him. Kind of came to light a guy that I hadn't didn't know much about, hadn't didn't know his story or anything else like that. And I'm sure that's just one side of the story, but. Um, having been to, to Graceland and like you know, um, kind of knowing a little bit of the, the mystique and the um, the history of Elvis, like to s- just kind of see it played out and with the music, the music just sounds great. Uh, Jack White like uh, was part of like some of the uh, the songwriting and performing and everything else. And that's the other thing is that oh, wow. he sang all the songs and uh, does all the moves and really studied and immersed himself in that role. And uh, if he doesn't win the Oscar, I'll be blown away. And the Tony and the Grammy. Okay. And the you Sammy. Know, you, know, you, and know the your, you know your awards. And an SB. I think he's going to get an SB, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. For the, for the karate scene? <laughs> for the what, karate. Will he get? What was the ones in the office to Dunder? Dundee? The Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, Lisa Marie just died, too? Yeah. Yeah, she, she did. She wasn't that old, was she? No. no. I mean, she's, she's probably... In her 40s, right? Yeah. Late 40s, 50? Jeez. How did she die? Just... She had a heart attack, I think. I don't know. That's what they want you to believe. I think she was crapping on the toilet in Graceland. <laughs> same same bathroom. I think they had just, just like been to Graceland like literally like the day before to celebrate... I, was, I, was, I don't think it was Elvis' birthday, but something. And it was like the next day she died. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway... That's the end of Mike's a, movie review. Wow, is this a new segment? We, do we need a drop to like? I watch enough cinema where it probably could be. <laughs> I don't. I haven't watched a movie in a long time. Actually, I went out to California last week and I watched um, that Sopranos like prequel movie. I, I never watched the oh, Sopranos yeah, yeah. that much. It was it was okay. It was called like the Saints of New Jersey or something. It was okay. What'd yeah, you think? I, I thought it was good. I mean, it was it was a good enough movie to sit on a plane for two hours and like keep your interest. Um, that's mainly where I watch a lot of these movies when I'm on the plane when I'm traveling. That's uh, yeah. I, last I traveled, I watched uh, Maverick. That was yeah. awesome. It was Excellent. awesome. As much as I don't want to like Tom Cruise, that movie was pretty awesome. Yeah, and it, snubbed, it, snubbed by the Academy. And it sounded like it was pretty much like true to what it would actually happen in like a situation. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> right, Mike? I mean, you have some military background. And I mean, it, look, if you. <laughs> You're gonna be, you're blown out of the sky across enemy lines. They just happen to have an F-14 Tomcat sitting on the runway that's completely full of gas. Right. Somebody's obviously hasn't been running 35 years. Somebody's been keeping up with the maintenance on it. The, all of the radios work. Yeah, um, yeah, that they were able to, they were able to get that thing fired up and off the off the runway. It was it was pretty amazing. But yeah, I mean, you can't help but love that. Movie. No, I mean, you're still super pumped at the end, and you're re- ready to become a fighter pilot. They figured out a way to get Val Kilmer involved too. That was kind of in a, a neat way. I'm okay that they didn't. <laughs> Man, Mortigan has cancer, can't talk. How did Val Kilmer become an admiral, though? Like, is that a normal path that in 1986? You're Iceman, and then 35 years later, you're the Admiral who can't talk. Uh yeah. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. If he was, if if Ice was truly what they say he was, um, <laughs> then yeah, absolutely. Like, and the, the you think fact, he won a volleyball game to like the, between? <laughs> yeah, the fact that he and uh, uh, yeah, Maverick. The, the fact that he's still a what? What, what do they say? He's a captain. Like, yeah, he hadn't really made the, had the same no. career path as Ice no. Man. No, and in, in fact. He would have been in the stockade for some of the shit that he pulled. 
<laughs> doesn't quite listen to his superiors, does he? Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine how many times his his aeronautical ratings would have been pulled. <laughs> You're grounded, man. <laughs> no, no investigation whatsoever. Hey, see that uh, that 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 plane you just crashed out there on an unauthorized flight? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go ahead and kibosh your career. We, we might right need to look into this. I'll tell you what. Yeah, I'll tell you. Actually, what we're going to do is you're going to go to Top Gun. <laughs> we're going to put you in charge of teaching everyone how to do this. <laughs> you know, the best of the best. We want you in charge of molding our young aviators. <laughs> yeah, that's a, oh, that was a good good movie, though. You can't you can't fault them for putting together a nice story. No, like that. I mean, it it was good. It was entertaining. I thought for sure that he was dead at the end. And then we, and spoiler alert, he didn't he didn't end up dying. But <laughs> I thought for sure he was he was dead. Um but it's Tom Cruise. He, Tom Cruise has never died in any movie, I don't think. That's a good point. I never even thought about I mean, that. You ever hear like the one stand-up comedy? I don't. I don't know who does it, but like he basically like gives the summary of every Tom Cruise movie. He's like, and he's talking about like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, I haven't, no seen I haven't seen this. He's talking about like you know in Top Gun. He's like, yeah, he's a really good pilot, and then he like loses his you know courage and then he's not a really good pilot and then he meets a girl and she talks him into being a good pilot and then he like <laughs> becomes a good pilot again he's like and then he's driving a race car and he's a really good race car driver and then he like gets into a crash and loses courage and he meets a girl and she talks him into the courage again and now he's a really good race car driver again. and it's kind of like jerry Maguire, who's a really good agent that, that's exactly like, that's in it he's like he's a really good agent and then he kind of loses his mojo and then he meets a girl and she talks to him and like it's like the plot for every tom cruise movie oh yeah that's 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 gold yeah i like that I'll have to find it for you. Should we take a break? Yeah. yeah. All right, we're we're back. And I think I think we owe Mike and his family some condolences to the loss of their cat. Shane, I told you I didn't want to talk about the cat. Now you're, you're going to get me all the I don't want you get going. emotional, but I don't know the cat's name. <laughs> the cat. The cat it was uh, it was pretty important cat. The cat, I don't I don't know either actually. No, the cat's name was Fergie. Uh the cat Fer- cat, Fergalicious. Uh, Puss- Fergalicious. It was p- Pussy Galore. <laughs> the cat, uh, well, a 15-year-old cat. I mean, it had a, a, a pretty decent run. Um, How many legs did it have? All four legs. You're thinking oh, of Danger. Eye. Danger was our three-legged cat. Oh, okay. Uh, but Fergie had Those one eye. Those are two different cats? Yeah, Fergie okay. had one eye. And uh, well, one day we woke up, and she just wasn't wasn't herself. She was walking like sideways, and, and the kids were really upset when they saw her. And... Um, Melissa's like, ah, the cat's dying. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And all I'm thinking about is it's it's 15 degrees. This was a this was a while back, but it was a it was cold. The ground was frozen. Like I'm gonna have to bury that fucking cat. And uh, sure enough, the cat passes. And um, uh, my eight year old Lincoln was really broken up about it. So he he goes to bed. The cat wasn't feeling well. He goes he wakes up early in the morning, like almost before everybody else goes down to check on the cat. And he's like. The cat's stiff. <laughs> Good thing he doesn't check on you in the morning. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's that's, uh, that's just my kickstand. So <laughs> the uh, um, so the yeah the cat the cat was definitely dead. So the um, so it was and everybody was upset and everybody was like leave it there and like um, let, let the kids like say their goodbyes or whatever and then. And then it's like, and then everybody goes to school and goes to work, and they're like, and all of a sudden, Melissa's like, "Did you bury the cat yet?" And I'm like, "Shit!" Did you just punt it over a bridge? <laughs> I should have. <laughs> I totally should have. What I do is I, I fall back on my first forty-eight yeah. uh, um, knowledge of every every scene, every uh, murder, um, every scene from Casino documentary ever I've ever seen. I I didn't have to, but I chopped her up into little pieces. Smart. <laughs> Um, you didn't, the wood chipper wasn't available. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I just shot. thinking of Fargo. Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, I went. I went to Ace Hardware and I got like lye, and then I uh, dug a, a three foot hole as, as deep as I could get. I was going. I was going to go as deep as I could because I didn't. You don't want that thing to stink. Oh, like, I don't think it would smell. You don't think? So? I don't think you even needed the lie to be honest with you. Oof. But now you're on the FBI watch list. Yeah. <laughs> so I bought now the you, lie. Now you got a half bag of lie left over. And, uh, and the guys, the guys at the the at Ace were like, "What do you need the lie for?" I'm like, "A dead cat." And he's like, "All right, fair enough." I'm I right. wish I had an ass. <laughs> hey, he just said, uh, 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 "Right, right, right, right." And he uh, gave you a wink. I got you, sir. Yeah, I got sure, you. dead cat. Right. <laughs> That's what they all say. Uh, yeah. What's your What's your wife's name? <laughs> 
So I be- I dig the hole in the middle of like a snowstorm. I I, I put the <laughs> you know carry the cat up and like you know <laughs> carrying it by its hind legs. It's like completely stiff. It was like weird because I'm holding it and like its eyes are open. I'm looking into its eyes. I'm like it is dead. You still right? dead. You still dead cat? Did you like, try the cat pulse? Yeah. I, it. I like shook my keys, little laser pointer just to check. And then, and then I threw it. You know, I put it in the hole. And uh, did, you, you know, did you like dump a little like a 40 on top of it for your homie? Yeah, I did. A little Purina. <laughs> oh, that works every time. A little catnip. A little catnip. Threw a can of tuna in there. Yeah. So I, I, put, I, I put some lye on the bottom, throw the cat in there, put some lye over top, bury it, and uh, yeah. Was, um, now you got a pet cemetery in your house. Solemn little, solemn little event there. We actually ordered a gravestone. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's like one of those cheapo ones from Here Amazon. Lies. What, what was the cat's name? Piggy McPaws or something? <laughs> Fergie. Fergie. Fergalicious. <laughs> yeah, so that that cat's buried just just short of uh, cutting weight cabin on your way in. So yeah, watch where you step when you're entering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to bring hot, up any demons. Hollowed grounds. Yeah, but uh, have you guys lost any? You, you lost Digger just a few years. Uh, yeah, back. and unfortunately, we have a new dog now that's <laughs> made my life a living hell. Yeah, let's hear about that. Jim. Oh, I didn't that's tell going. you about last night. So <laughs> Shane, after I left, no, the, you were there. When oh, we, I was there. Yeah, yeah. So we were downstairs in the basement playing some games ping pong whatnot and then vanessa wanted to play a game like a different kind of board game thing and she came downstairs she's like hey can you get the board game set up i'm gonna have to go upstairs because cleo our lovely new dog she just diarrhea like all over the floor and where she diarrhea was right next to a heating duct and they went down into the heating duct too <laughs> so not only do we get to like did she have the fun opportunity to clean that up but now we're gonna be smelling dog diarrhea you know for a while i'm sure until that works its way out <laughs> So, yeah, come on over, guys. That's a great place to be. And you, what did she do that morning that maybe caused this diarrhea? Well, I woke up a little bit after Vanessa because she went to uh, school early, and then I had to take Jane to daycare. And I was trying to wake Jane up, and I heard the dog making this, like, I heard this noise from the hall. It was just like, <laughs> it was like a, a guttural, like, <laughs> death sound. And I go out to chase her, and she runs away from me, get her into the mudroom, and she's chewing on something. I, I figured she was like had gotten one of the kids' toys and was like eating it. Yeah. So I open her mouth up and pull out like a little piece of bread, and I'm like, "What the hell is this?" And I went back in and then, like kept pulling more and more bread out. There was a lot of bread in there. It was like the size of like a giant grinder hoagie <laughs> bun, of like wet bread to the point where an entire baguette. To the point where like I had my whole hand down this dog's throat, got everything I could out. I could still feel bread, but she was able then to at least swallow what she'd eaten. Then I go in the kitchen. She'd eaten like a, to- a huge, like double-sided full thing of Hawaiian rolls. <laughs> King's Hawaiian rolls? King's Hawaiian rolls, like plastic included. I love those things too, though. They're good. They, they are, are good. good. I mean, you can't just eat one. We all know that. So then I I go to work, and it dawned on me again. I'm like, oh my God, I have to let Vanessa know about this. I'm like, hey, you wouldn't believe that Cleo ate this entire like double package of King's Hawaiian rolls. And she's like, oh my God, this morning before that, she ate like a whole pack of bagels by <laughs> She's God. like she's trying to kill herself. God, just he's like carbo loading. This starches, yeah. Jeez. I t- I said we got to get her on a keto diet because right now I mean she is just so much carbs, not good. Oh, she's not God. training for a marathon or anything. Not that I know of. She's just training. Um, she's training me on my patience. I can tell you that much. <laughs> that dog. And tell me about like the decision making process that went into like yes, we should get another dog. It was basically like. This person has a dog, and oh. one of our kids was, you want wants me a dog. To, you want me to get angry at this point, Mike? <laughs> My Saturday's going pretty well right now, and I'd like to keep it that way. Let's just say a mutual friends of ours had a friend of a friend who had a dog, and since that point, my life has been turned upside down. <laughs> <laughs> I often think if I would get another dog after, uh, you know, God forbid Nala passes <laughs> the size of the hole, I'm going to have to dig for that damn dog. Uh, but uh, I'd say no on the dog. I would get another cat, though. Cats are pretty much non-entities. Or how about just go no pet? I could go no pet, but actually I need a mouser. Like, yeah, I, that's I, true. I, I, Melissa won't chase him around like she used to. <laughs> How about like my daughter, Jane, she went to um, a birthday party today and it was at Chuck E. Cheese and she was like really nervous before she left this morning. We didn't know what was going on and she finally like told us she's scared of the mouse. Because <laughs> I guess like, I don't remember there being like a person dressed in a mouse outfit at Chuck E. Cheese. I just remember like the mechanical mouse right. thing. 
But now apparently still there's like, pretty terrifying. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, still I think that's more terrifying than a person dressed as a mouse. But like, right? She went and uh, you know the other person walking around is Chuck E. Cheese, <laughs> Charles and, uh, Edward Cheese. <laughs> and she said, I it was, she said, yeah, she it's said things were right. I, I guess it went okay. She said like the f- she said the first couple seconds were <laughs> kind of terrifying, and then she like warmed up to Mr. Cheese. <laughs> Well, there you have it. Uh, oh, I think the the final segment of the show, we're going to talk Super Bowl predictions. Uh, we're going to talk, maybe not predictions, but we're going to talk about our our uh, enticing bets for the uh, for that that weekend. I don't think we can say week. Super Bowl, Mike. That's trademark. We just call it the big game. Trademark TM, <laughs> Super Bowl TM, the big game. Uh, okay, yeah, so. Uh, we'll start with Shane. Shane, tell us what. Uh, give us Shane's lead pipe locks. These what, was, what did we used to call them? <laughs> Spread them. <laughs> Spread them. Shane. <With> Shane. <laughs> well, I haven't done my deep my deep dive yet into the lines. Well, just, I want to see just, the final just, movement is. Just dip your toes in the water here. Shane. Dip toes in the water. My my initial thought is is take the Eagles. I mean, it's the point. Give up the point. Um, over under. They're so good on the over under. The setting that like just stay away from the over under it'll be close to 50 whatever they have it at um <laughs> advice i've ignored <laughs> yeah start maybe take that advice <laughs> you'll probably be like i want the over so bad but shane said don't bet it and then it'll, there'll be like 75 points and then you'll be mad I at like, me uh, yeah i like the under actually go ahead i like some of the some of the otter prop bets um jersey number of the first touchdown scorer i'm uh i'm 50 50 on this one lately but um, it was the one I saw was over under eleven and a half. Eleven and a half. Um, it, it kind of depends on who, what team you think is going to score first. There's more lower jersey numbers on the Eagles that could score the receivers, quarterback. Um, but on KC, you know, you got Travis Travis Kelsey. You got some of their receivers. Their higher numbers. Um, I'm going to go with the, the over on this one. Eleven and a half seems pretty low. Uh, running back could get you. Eagles running backs twenty three. Like. What's Jalen Hurts? Is this for? first touchdown or first points? Because you're talking field goal kickers touchdown. too. First touchdown. Touchdown. Ah. Touchdown. So I'm going to go over 11 and a half. That's plus 105 on DraftKings right now. I think that's good value. Um, the other novelty bet I did not know this was. Jim just explained it to me. Called uh, "Will There Be an Octopus?" I yeah. thought it had something to do with hockey, but no. Earlier and had to do some uh, searching to find out what it was. An octopus is when you score a touchdown. Uh, individually, say the quarterback, say Pat Mahomes scores a touchdown, and then the Chiefs decide to go for two, and then going for two, Patrick Mahomes scores the two-point conversion. So that would be eight points, hence octopus. That's what it is. What are, What's the odds on that, Shane? Uh, yes is plus 450. No is minus 650. A lot of juice on yeah, that Yeah, I think that would be a tough one. I mean, I don't even know when that happens ever, hardly. So. Yeah, I think no is minus 160 for a reason, but... Um, I'm not saying I would I would play that one. It was just an interesting one that at least you know we're learning stuff. We're learning. Yeah, we're learning stuff. Um, a couple other ones I like over and under for both quarterbacks on um, touchdowns is one and a half. Um, I would I would take Mahomes over one and a half, but you do got to lay two to one passing touchdowns. Passing touchdowns, right? Yeah, I would I would over and a half one and a half. You got to lay two to one. Makes it a little tough, but I think that one's likely to hit. Passing yard lines are always hard. Um, you can look at some of the rushing props. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts, 49 and a half for a quarterback. That seems like a lot. I, mean, I know he rushes, yeah, but, but he, he, he I mean, it's 49 and a half for a reason. He's going to have probably between 40 and 60 yards rushing. So, yeah. Mahomes it's is, like an over under. I would take under on both him and Mahomes. Mahomes is 20 and a half. I think those are, those are decent lines. Um, I think some of the ones, other ones that are always good to look at are like some of the defensive ones on sacks. I know they're hard to predict. Although the Eagles have four guys on their defensive line that have over 10 sacks this year. It's like unheard of. They lead the NFL in sacks by 30 more than any other team. So they, they Yeah, have, the one I like here is Hassan Reddick over, over .25, so he needs half a sack to win. That bet, I, I would take that one. you got to lay 17, minus 175. Um, that's what that's my initial uh, my initial look here. I'll be looking for uh, heads and tails to bet uh, tails because it never fails. Um, that that's a great one. You're gonna want to get on that. Maybe the color that of the, can't pay out more than it's got to be even money. Usually they get, usually they do give you even money on that. And they limit it to like twenty five bucks or something. But that if you want action as early as possible, um, you're gonna want that one. You're gonna want the length of the um, national anthem. national anthem. It's usually around 
two minutes something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can usually find a video of the, the singer, and they have that line pretty nailed down. But just those are just ones for fun. Okay. Um, I, I goes the other one I saw in here was um, will a kick hit the upright? Yeah, I saw that too. Didn't like it. Didn't like it. You, you just don't know what to bet on it. Well, what's the no? What's the no is minus six fifty. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not worth it. But you like the long odds. I mean, plus four fifty. It's not going to happen though. I don't think it's going to. All right, don't play it. I didn't. I won't. All right, good job. All right, what? And then there's always the you know players score the first touchdown. I'm going to lay ten bucks on like four different guys and try to hit one of those for six to one. I've not hit that one lately. I hit that one a couple of Super Bowls ago. Gronk scored the first touchdown. All right, here's I have basically two to three prop bets that I think are good ones. I'll go over it. First one is first play of the game. Where is it at? First offensive play of the game, rush or pass. Pass is minus 105. It's very close to even money. I think it's going to be a pass regardless of who takes the opening kickoff. So I think that's an, a good value. I think it's going to hit. Just book it now and put your money down on that. The other one, which I think is a no-brainer, it's the last play of the game will be a QB kneel. Yes or no? I think it's going to be a close game. I think there's going to be a team that has the ball in the last two minutes to try to either win or tie or whatever, which would mean there's no QB kneels going to be happening at that point. And if you say no QB kneel, that's plus 155. So that's really good value on a close game that I just don't think you're going to see a kneel. It has to be at the end of regulation, obviously, because in overtime that wouldn't be a kneel anyway. So the only other one I saw that um, I thought might be some worth it was the opening, uh, the net, yard, net yards gained on the opening drive. So whoever gets the kick, um, how many yards they will gain on the opening drive. I think both defenses are playing okay, and I think Super Bowls kind of start off a little bit slow. The over-under is 38-and-a-half. So that's almost four first downs on the opening drive, which I don't think that – team receiving will get so i would take the under at minus 110 um i think that's a good value for something that's going to happen i like that one that's a good yeah you're right usually they come out a little nervous a little tight yeah that's you know i don't think they'll get that but that's that's my take and i'm terrible at betting so take that for so what it's worth i'm gonna bet the opposite on all of those <laughs> probably hit two or three thanks joe yep what do you think, Mike? This is unpopular, but I'm I'm taking the under. I like the Eagles' defense. They control the line of scrimmage. I see their time of possession going through the roof. Uh, I see their uh, defense um, uh, holding against uh, you know a pretty stout Kansas City offense. I like the under here, but I do think it's going to be a relatively high scoring game. But again, I, I go back well, to how can it be a relatively <laughs> high scoring game? But you like the under. Because I think uh, here's my I'll 20, go, 25, 24. I'll go exacto on this. 31, wow. 17. 31's high. 17. Yeah. But I, I think I think what's going to happen is you're going to see the the Eagles can, move you, the ball pretty well. They're going to control the clock. I think the I think their defense is going to have some sacks. They're going to disrupt uh, Kansas City's offense. Uh, who, they'll get, who's who's, who's going to get the thirty one? The Eagles. Eagles. I think, yeah, I think the Eagles. So do we all agree that we would think if you were taking a money line, put it on the Eagles? Yeah, I'd say so. But it's it's tough. But yeah, if I had to pick one for sure. Um, and I'm gonna. You know, you can bet the exact score. You could probably find odds on thirty-one seventeen. Oh uh, yeah, well, all day long, guys. I'm putting. Uh, and I would also. Uh, this has been a um, a uh, a prop bet that I've seen in the last few weeks, but I really like it for this game. Either quarterback to score a rushing touchdown. Yeah. Yep. You probably get four to one odds on that. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm with you. Okay. I, I see. So yeah, so ones. listeners, you're welcome for us. Yeah. Making anyway, you rich. good. So about the opposite of all of those, you're sure to win something. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. And don't parlay it, as we we've talked about that already. I'm gonna have at least a couple parlays in the mix. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna take everything you guys said and parlay. It. <laughs> <laughs> do it. <laughs> it's gonna be ten million. Well, you can do the ones where you create your own parlay. You can come up with some crazy odds with like, yeah, this could happen. I mean, literally, we could take everything we talked about it and make that one parlay. I'd like to see the odds on that. I, I hope the exacto hits. Write me. it down, Shane, so that we'll we'll create that bet. We'll put a dollar on that parlay <laughs> and just see what we get. All right, yeah. 
All right, Shane's writing that down. <laughs> not very exciting for our listeners. So what, anyway. what you're listening to now is Shane writing down what we just said. Okay. That's not, that's not uh, exciting for people. All right, folks. Well, cutting weights back. I hope you enjoyed the show. We're uh, again, we're 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 gonna we're gonna offer some regularity that we haven't had in the past uh, several months, and uh, we're gonna have some really exciting guests. If you got some ideas about the show that you'd like to, some wish wants or desires about what you'd like to see or what you'd like, or uh, you'd like to be on the podcast, well, maybe you'd like to be on the <laughs> podcast. We can probably make that happen with a relatively open schedule that we currently have and sponsors like we're we're willing to we listen are still looking for sponsors i would also like to send a congratulatory note to our good friend of the show nate samblinet who's getting married february 18th here yeah congrats congrats coming up very soon to his um uh gosh i almost called her cleo <laughs> not not your dog her name is chloe and uh yeah they make a great couple and they're gonna have a a beautiful life here together also be on the lookout for the cutting weight playlist that i'll be adding to apple itunes here very shortly we uh, should we should also like put a playlist together that you can put with the cutting weight from the rock off from the rock off we could do that as well the, the rock off post-mortem playlist because <laughs> I, I, I did have people after the rock off asking me if we have a playlist that we can share so there is some interest okay all right well we'll see you next time cheers bye guys bye Can't you see?